Chapter 9, Blood Atonement Joseph Smith taught that there were certain sins so grievous that man may commit that they will place the transgressors beyond the power of the atonement of Christ. If these offenses are committed, then the blood of Christ will not cleanse them from their sins even though they repent. Therefore, their only hope is to have their blood shed to atone as far as possible in their behalf. This is scriptural doctrine and is taught in all the standard works of the church. Joseph Fielding Smith The following are some of the teachings and practices of the church concerning blood atonement. Brigham Young President Young took the doctrine of blood atonement even further. While Joseph might have emphasized the practice of blood atonement against sinful Mormons, Brigham inspired his followers to murder in God's name, both Mormons and non-Mormons alike. Suppose you found your brother in bed with your wife and put a javelin through both of them. You would be justified, and they would atone for their sins and be received into the kingdom of God. I would at once do so in such a case, and under the circumstances I have no wife whom I love so well that I would not put a javelin through her heart, and I would do it with clean hands. There is not a man or woman who violates the covenants made with their God that will not be required to pay the debt. The blood of Christ will never wipe that out. Your own blood must atone for it. All mankind love themselves, and let these principles be known by an individual, and he would be glad to have his blood shed. That would be loving themselves, even unto an eternal exaltation. Will you love your brothers and sisters likewise when they have committed a sin that cannot be atoned for without the shedding of their blood? Will you love that man or woman well enough to shed their blood? I could refer you to plenty of instances where men have been righteously slain in order to atone for their sins. There are sins that men commit for which they cannot receive forgiveness in this world or in that which is to come and if they had their eyes open to see their true condition, they would be perfectly willing to have their blood spilt upon the ground, that the smoke thereof might ascend to heaven as an offering for their sins, and the smoking incense would atone for their sins, whereas, if such is not the case, they will stick to them and remain upon them in the spirit world. I know, when you hear my brethren telling of cutting people off from the earth, that you consider it is a strong doctrine, but it is to save them, not to destroy them. This is loving your neighbor as ourselves. If he needs help, help him. And if he wants salvation, it is necessary to spill his blood on the earth in order that he may be saved. Spill it! Brigham Young. Along with Porter Rockwell, William Hickman was bodyguard to Joseph Smith, then Brigham Young. In his autobiography, Hickman confessed that he was often tasked by Brigham to take the lives of men. I found him, used him up, scalped him, and took his scalp to Brigham Young. He took it and thanked me very much. This was my first act of violence under the rule of Brigham Young. William Hickman. After feeling remorse later in his life, Hickman confessed his crimes to Robert N. Baskin, mayor of Salt Lake City and member of the Utah Supreme Court. Justice Baskin stated, The Danites were an organization in the Mormon Church. Its existence was stated by Bill Hickman in his confession made to me. He stated, 
that the members were bound by their covenants to execute the orders of the priesthood, and that when a direct order or intimation was given to use up anyone, it was always executed by one or more of the members. Hickman confessed to me that he personally knew of 13 persons having been murdered, some of them by him, that at one time he murdered a man by the name of Buck at the personal request of Brigham Young, Robert N. Baskin. Heber C. Kimball. If men turn traitors to God and his servants, their blood will surely be shed, or else they will be damned, and that too according to their covenants. Judas was like salt that had lost its saving principles. Good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden underfoot of men. It is so with you, ye elders of Israel, when you forfeit your covenants. I know the day is right at hand, when men will forfeit their priesthood and turn against us and against the covenants they have made, and they will be destroyed as Judas was. These are my views, and the Lord knows that I believe in the principles of sanctification. And when I am guilty of seducing any man's wife or any woman in God's world, I say, sever my head from my body. Heber C. Kimball. Jedediah M. Grant. I say, there are men and women that I would advise to go to the presidency immediately and ask him to appoint a committee to attend to their care and then let a place be selected and let that committee shed their blood. We have amongst us that are full of all manner of abominations, those who need to have their blood shed, for water will not do. Their sins are too deep a dye. I believe that there are a great many, and if they are covenant breakers, we need a place designated where we can shed their blood. Brethren and sisters, we want you to repent and forsake your sins. And you who have committed sins that cannot be forgiven through baptism, let your blood be shed and let the smoke ascend that the incense thereof may come up before God as an atonement for your sins and that the sinners in Zion may be afraid. Jebediah M. Grant Joseph Fielding Smith Certain sins are so grievous that man may commit that the blood of Christ will not cleanse them from their sins even though they repent. Therefore their only hope is to have their blood shed to atone as far as possible in their behalf. This is scriptural doctrine and is taught in all the standard works of the church. Joseph Fielding Smith This is truly horrifying. Lives have been taken under the direction of the church and in the name of the Lord. Does merely claiming divine authority give someone a free pass to murder? If so, many terrorist organizations around the world that commit horrific acts in the name of God should also get a free pass. Should we feel that the prophet Brigham Young and the early saints are justified for their actions? Imagine how you would feel if President Hinckley or Monson were to preach this at General Conference and to task local authorities to follow through with this council. It is obvious why the church would not want this part of the history to become common knowledge. Does this practice sound like it was truly the will of a loving Heavenly Father?